0: Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh everyone inshallah you are all in the best state of health any man and, iman. and uh, yeah As-salamu alaykum guys i'm finally back to doing the podcast um we're not going to make a big deal out of it and we're just going to get straight into it inshallah i told you guys if i am not consist- consistent with my uploading i give you full permission to cancel me um but no one's cancelled me so alhamdulillah 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 we've been like very very busy um i'm finally on uni break um i had my first placement as well and yeah it was it was absolutely wonderful um, I really just wanted to jump on because today is the first day of Dhul-Hijjah and these 10 days are the most 10 blessed days of the year and so I'm like babes if there's going to be any time you get to get back into it get back into it now because subhanallah I had a, it's Monday now I had a halqa on Friday and we were supposed to like spend like a solid 20-30 minutes talking about Dhul-Hijjah and how we're going to prepare for it but alhamdulillah But alhamdulillah, the um, halaqah took a turn and we all just started talking about hijab. And I'm like, hey, I'm not complaining. Like, it was such a beautiful talk and sisterhood. And it's like, wait, you and I were struggling through the same thing. Like, I thought you were fine. And then this person's like, oh, I thought you were fine. But it's like, subhanallah, we all go through the same struggles. And I'd love to share some reflections about that as well soon. But Al-Muhim, like I semi-prepared a talk for the 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah. But as I said, like I only got to go through it really quickly. And so I've got like my, um, what's it called? I've got like a small preparation and I just wanted to just come on here to remind. I'm sure you've heard all about the um, virtues and benefits of the first 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah. Um, So it's a reminder, but that's okay, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, remind for reminders, benefit the believers. And inshallah, 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 this is of benefit. And if you didn't know about it, well, inshallah, by the end of this, you will be like, yo, these 10 days are pretty blessed and yeah, inshallah. Just let's just try and make the most out of it. Like, subhanallah. When Ramadan comes, there is so many, so much hype around it, and there is so much like planning and preparing. And you've got the month of um Shaaban to to prepare as well, and all the masjids have everything going on. And and especially in the last ten days, this is such a emphasis on the rewards and the importance of it. But subhanallah, the fact that these ten days of the Hijjah are the most blessed ten days of the year. We just, we walking into it, like with our feet dragging. And it's like, we've really, 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 really. If, you know, just like wake up today and just change and just push it. And it's like, subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us this beautiful opportunity to gain all of these rewards, to, 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 to get our sins forgiven and to get closer to him. We'd be very, 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 very dumb to not take advantage of these 10 beautiful and blessed days. So the 10 days, we are in the month of Dhul-Hijjah. So today, the 19th of June, it is the first day of Dhul-Hijjah. And these first 10 days of this month are the most 10 blessed days of the year. And as I said before, it's like with Ramadan, there's all this prep and everything. But with these 10 days, they often, and as you can see, catch us by surprise, and so we're going to talk about not just the virtues of these 10 days, but how to also make the most out of them, inshaAllah. And the most famous reference to these 10 days is in Surah Al-Fajr, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, laili idha yasr." And so these, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is swearing by these 10 days ten nights um and these 10 days are the most ten blessed days of the year and the last 10 days of ramadan are the most ten blessed nights of the year and what's beautiful about this is that not only does Eid, um, this uh, Eid al-Adha fall in these 10 days, but also in Ramadan we have Laylat al Qadr and we don't know which night it is. We don't know which night it is to get those rewards and to get our du'as and we don't know which night it is. So we're seeking it every single night of the last 10 nights. But with these 10 blessed days, there is the day of Arafah in it, and inshallah we'll talk more about it. But with the day of Arafah, we know which day it is. We know that it is the ninth day of Dhul-Hijjah. And so we know the virtues of this day and we know what day it is. And it's like, subhanallah, it's it's absolutely beautiful. And so the best 10 nights of the year are in Ramadan in the last 10 days. And the best 10 uh, in the last 10 nights and the best 10 days of the year are these first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. And there's a group of scholars that said that the first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah are more superior to the last 10 days of Ramadan. And so imagine the importance of these 10 days um, for the fact that these scholars would even say that. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses us and tells us about this most blessed time of the year, the days and nights, so we can pay attention and not lose um, lose at this opportunity. Allah subhan- like, subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you look at someone who's what's it called, who's just kicking back in the last 10 nights of Ramadan and not even bothering with anything, you'll be like, bro, it's the last 10 nights of Ramadan. But now look at yourself and do not be kicking back in anything and just look at yourself and tell yourself like, yo, this is the first 10 days of the Hijjah and so Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala is is telling us of these of these um what's it called of these virtues and he's giving us all these opportunities and i used to be like oh my god here we go another blessed day oh my god here we go did it like here's another thing to do, another thing to do. i used to get overwhelmed at these like so many blessed days and things that are happening but then i'm like bro Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala is literally making it so easy for us to get into jannah he wants to give us jannah and all of these things shouldn't be a burden, but it should be an, an act of encouragement for us to get better and for us to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so it's like we know the blessings of this day. And the biggest, biggest, biggest thing is to be careful of committing sins in these sacred months, which Hijjah being one of them. And do not prohibit yourself from getting the mercy, rahmah and forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these blessed times of forgiveness and mercy. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sending upon this mercy in these sanctified months with dhul hijjah being one of them. And so in Ramadan, for example, the opportunity um, for rewards and hasanat is multiplied. But like simultaneously the same for sins. And for example, if you see someone doing something that is socially normal and accepted right in front of the Kaaba in the Haram, you'll be like, bro, do you know where you are? How like how are you doing this like fear Allah and if someone's sitting and sinning in front of the Kaaba we see the physical aspect of the blessedness of the spirituality like aspect sort of of it if you know what I mean but it's like when it comes to like these 10 days in of Dhul Hijjah and Ramadan and especially the last 10 nights of Ramadan you need to refrain from sinning as well because it's like do you know what what days you're in do you know how much of Allah's blessings are upon us and so that's something we need to keep in mind as well, not just look at the physical aspect of like, oh, you're in a masjid or you're in the Karaba. you can't be doing X, Y and Z, but it's like it's something that's socially normal and OK outside. And the same in these months, like do not like if you can't do anything but stay away from X, Y and Z of a sin, then do that, because just be careful of committing sins at this time and refrain yourself use this time to train yourself the same way you we use ramadan to train ourselves use these 10 days to train yourself to revive the goals that you couldn't finish in, in in ramadan and and just fulfill your promise all those promises that you made to yourself and to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you let down use these times to, to um, revive them again, inshallah. So the same with the um, physical aspect of where we are and how we have to be careful when it comes to sinning and refraining from sin, um, apply the same with the spiritual aspect and we have to be careful. So there's a um, hadith in regards to these 10 days and it is authentic hadith and it's where the Prophet sallallahu alaihi says that no deeds are more pure to Allah almighty no greater in reward than good deeds performed in these 10 days in the 10 days of dhul hijjah sorry so no greater in reward than good deeds performed in the 10 days of dhul hijjah and some companions said not even jihad in the way of Allah and the lecture i was listening to he he stopped here and he pondered upon like who is asking this question like the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is saying no deeds are more pure to Allah Almighty, nor greater than reward. And this Sahaba is like not even Jihad. And you got to think about who is asking this. This is a Sahaba that most likely has battle scars from the Jihad that he has gone through. Um, Badr and Uhud. And Subhanallah, it's like these people—they gave up their lives. Their families have been affected. They—they they gave up everything, their wealth and 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 everything everything for the sake of allah to go into war to go into jihad and these companions are like wait like not even jihad is more beloved than any deeds performed in this in this in these 10 days and the prophet sallallahu said not even jihad in the way of allah except for a man who goes out with his life and wealth and at risk and he returns with nothing subhanallah the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said not even jihad in the way of allah except there's only one exception for a man who goes out with his life and his wealth at risk and he returns with nothing so the prophet sallallahu made sure to say and he returns with nothing so subhanallah it's like if a man goes out and he comes back and he's still like he goes out for jihad and he comes back still with things the deeds that you've done in these 10 days of Dhul Hijjah are more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than that. And it really, really, really gives every single person an equal opportunity to get as many good deeds. Like there's no, and subhanAllah, there's not even a specification on the on what type of deed you should be doing. So you can do whatever deed you want to, to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I was listening to this lecture and it's where this man is saying that Everyone in this dunya, everyone's on different um, playing fields, everyone's on different levels, whether it be someone has more money than others, someone's more successful than the other, someone has more kids, someone doesn't have kids, someone's close to a masjid, da-da-da-da. Like we all have different advantages and disadvantages in this dunya, No, absolutely no doubt. But what's beautiful and what is such a beautiful mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that he has given every single person an equal shot, not just at Jannah, but at Jannah til Firdaus. And it's like when I thought about uh, and I was like, wow, subhanallah, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given every single person an equal opportunity to the highest levels of Jannah. This despite the discrepancies in this dunya about this person might have this and, da, da, and that's like for us to never compare ourselves and be like oh if i had that i would have been doing x y and z it's like no allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing you with your situation with the means that he's given you with the blessings that he's given you with the test that he's given you and it's equal to absolutely everyone to have the equal and and like the most fair shot to firdaus and it's like that's a miracle, man. It's like, subhanAllah, look at all the discrepancies in this dunya. You can have someone in the third world country and someone who is the richest person in the world. This is just like a comparison on wealth. They have the equal same, like they have the same equal chance to getting jannatul firdaus someone Someone, myself, compared to someone in a different country, in a different state, in a different age, in a different X, Y, and Z, we're all so different, but we all have an equal opportunity to jannatul firdaus And so it's like, going back to this hadith where um, the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says not even jihad in the way of allah just remember like who are the ones that are asking these are the veterans of battles they have battle scars from it and so like subhanallah not even like all and like their families and everything have suffered and subhanallah and the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam is saying not even jihad in the way of allah and so it's like subhanallah If if, if you even think of this it's like when um when when in the hadiths when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is mentioning like this is the best thing in the world like there is nothing better than this it 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 puts it puts the acts of worship in a very special way for example um uh, what's it called the fajr Salah, the sunnah of fajr if you pray it it's better than everything in this world and what it contains and it's like subhanallah it's like showing how like beautiful this act of worship is that you and I can both do. Or for someone that um if if someone was to be guided to Islam through you, that's better for you than everything in this world and what it contains. And it's like subhanallah, it's a very, very special way of the Prophet telling us that like no deeds are more pure to Allah Almighty, nor greater in reward than the good deeds performed in these ten days. So these ten days, these deeds that are that you can do, do them with ihsan and, and know that these are like there's no specification on what deeds. Like obviously we're gonna talk about We're going to talk about the different um, things that we can do. And obviously, 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 your fart is your number one priority to get that in order. If you're missing prayers during the day out of your five daily prayers, emphasize on that. If you are praying them late, pray them on time. If you are heedless in them, start concentrating in them, create that seclusion in them as well. And so it's like, subhanallah, it's really, really, really beautiful. And it's it's really, really like moving on to the next um, point, it's a really big 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 blessing that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed for hajj to fall upon these 10 blessed days and um there's another hadith where the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam says that there are no greater days in the sight of allah and in which righteous deeds are more beloved to him than these 10 days so increasing tahleel takbir and tahmeed and subhanallah it's once again, there are no better days in the sight of Allah in which righteous deeds are more beloved to Him than these 10 days. So increase in your dhikr. And I, I just can't, like, subhanAllah, I, I'm just in awe of how there's no specific deeds specified. And it's like we're all created different and we're all created with different, I don't know, things that bring us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Someone could find so much refuge in praying someone can find so much refuge in seeking knowledge someone can someone can love teaching someone can love reading quran someone can love memorizing quran someone can like you know just helping new muslims and every single one of us we're all created differently and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala our deen is so vast that it's not just one good deed fits all it's not just one act of worship fits all it's all of us all of us all of us all of us have as i said the fard is the fard everyone should be striving to perfect that but there's other avenues that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created for us to get closer to him someone could just enjoy dhikr. someone could enjoy just sitting on the grass looking up at the sky and reflecting upon the creation of allah and so it's like whatever thing you have whatever thing you're good at whatever thing you love race to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with it because and know that there is no greater time and there are no deeds more beloved than in these ten days. So find what pushes you and what accentuates your um your 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 journey to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and excel in that pick up on the other stuff if you you know if you're lacking behind on Quran then try and pick that up but but use for example if you love your sunnah praise and if you love praying or if you just love making dua use that to run closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and pick up on the other things as well and inshallah that that ambition that you have will transfer upon everything else as well so it's like subhanallah all five pillars of Islam are in these 10 days like shahada la ilaha illallah um la ilaha illallah, SubhanAllah, I forgot the Shahada. <laughs> we say this every single day in these 10 days, and, and where um, it's like there's so much dhikr on the day of Arafah and, and what people do in Hajj, and we say it in our salah every single day in, in our adhkar. And, so the shahada is there, the salah is emphasized, the siyam, the fasting is emphasized as well, especially fasting on the ninth day of um, Arafah, I mean the ninth day of Dhul-Hijjah, which is the day of Arafah, where all your sins from the last year and the following year will be forgiven. And so even fasting is encouraged and Hajj, the only time Hajj is, is in these 10 days. So the only time where all five pillars of Islam are performed is in these 10 days. Hajj, you can't do it any other time. And so subhanAllah, what a mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make all five pillars of Islam be performed in these 10 days in which there are no better days. Like doesn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just love us so much for him to do this? It's like Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. I just find that so beautiful because someone that's going for Hajj, for example, they're going out for Hajj, they're gonna be fasting, they're gonna be doing the five acts, they're gonna be doing their um salah, they're gonna, they're gonna be saying all this um dhikr, and uh, they're gonna be saying the shahada a gazillion times a day. And and also, oh, I forgot Sadaqah. Sadaqah is also highly encouraged in these 10 days, especially with the sacrifice of al Qurbani. And so it's like every single pillar of Islam falls upon these day, um, five day, uh, 10 days. Five pillars of Islam upon these 10 days. And it's like, subhanAllah, man. It's like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is like, let me help you get the most um, rewards in these 10 days. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is like, I have Jannah. Jannah is for you. And if we miss out on these opportunities and if we go the other way, then who else is to blame but us? And it's like, come on, guys. We really, 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 really need to pull our socks up and push ourselves in these ten days, inshallah. And so, the day of Arafah is the um, is the ninth day of Dhul-Hijjah, and um, it is the day where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said in Surah Five, Ayah Three: um, "Today I have perfected for you your religion, completed upon you my blessing, and have approved for you Islam as your religion." So this is the day where this ayah came down. Allah subhanahu wa is saying, I have perfected for you your religion, completed upon you my blessing, and approved for you Islam as your religion. And the Prophet sallallahu wasallam, um received this ayah on the day of Arafah. And it is also the day where the Prophet sallallahu wasallam gave his last sermon. And we've all heard about the last sermon. And if you haven't, I don't know, guys go look it up and go read it and reflect upon it and so fasting as we said on the day of Arafah the ninth day of Dhul Hijjah um, fasting on the day of Arafah expiates the sins from the past and coming year and also there's a hadith where um, the Prophet says that there is no day in which Allah sets free more souls from the fire of hell than on the day of Arafah and so That is the day of Arafah. If you cannot fast these 10 days, and it's not even sunnah to fast every single day of these 10 days, but knowing the rewards of it, that is why many people do. And I encourage all of us to do as well. Um, But the fasting on the ninth day, if you can't do anything, then fast on the ninth day. Um, today's the first day so monday 19th of june is the first day let me get you the ninth day because just in case as i said like try and fast as many days you, as you can um but the ninth day of the Hijjah falls upon i mean the yep the day of arafa falls upon the 27th of june so be sure to fast these um Nah, these 10 days and if you can't then at least fast the day of arafah so you can have your inshallah 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 Allah wa ta'ala, will expiate and forgive your sins from the past and coming year and so this is the day of arafah and so as we were talking about good deeds are left in general so how can we get the most out of these 10 days and as i said um do not lose your obligations like fix 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 your salah fix your whatever obligations that you have do not do not let them go and and seriously seriously solidify them and and make them blessed like for example your fajr wake up and do your sunnah before fajr if you're after your fajr sit down and do your atkar till the sun rises so there's many things that we can do around our obligations that will protect them for example if you are someone who is used to praying um if you if you are someone who is praying fajr and you do your sunnah before fajr and you do your atkar after fajr on those days where your iman is low and when you're just not feeling it and when you're lazy and and it happens to every single one of us everyone's like how do i keep a Man, it's like you can't <laughs> you really can't and the sahaba the sahaba the men around the prophet sallallahu wasallam they couldn't they there's a hadith where they um they went to the prophet and they were like Ya Rasulullah like when we're around you we we do so much we love being around you like we and I'm paraphrasing it. it's like we pray and and we do so much good deeds and when we're not around you when we're by ourselves then like we just feel like we're not doing enough we we don't feel good, and the prophet is like that's that's fine <laughs> if you were to worship as you would worship when you were around me, like 24 seven, then, you know, the, I think it was something about the angels. It's like, you're not supposed to, you, you we have, you know, times where we're more and times where we're less. And Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala created us with these shortcomings and he created the angels to purely just worship and to not mess up. We are created with like our iman goes up and down and there was another incident where the Sahaba were like, "Ya Rasulullah," like we have these thoughts, and 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 it'd be better for us. I can't remember, but something extreme, like to to die than to say these thoughts out loud, like these doubts and these thoughts that they are having. And the Prophet sallallahu wasallam, wasn't like, "How dare you?" You know, um, "Astaghfirullah," like seek refuge from Allah, go seek His forgiveness. You have the shaitan. No, the Prophet sallallahu wasallam, was like, "This is a sign of iman," like if. We're meant to have like these 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 things that upset us and and times where we feel low, but and it's okay. But just as long as you keep striving and you get up, and that's why having your farth perfected is so important. With the addition of the sunnah and the other acts of deeds, it's for example, as I said, if some if you're someone who does the sunnah of fajr and the and the fajr prayer. And then the adhkar after fajr, on those days when you feel lazy, your your prayer will be protected. Maybe your sunnah will drop off. Maybe your adhkar will drop off and your baseline is the fajr. And and your bare minimum would be the fajr. But if you're someone who just does the fajr, on those days your fajr, your far prayer is at risk. So if you know what I mean? It's like setting up these little things that protect you. Like on those days, it's like even even if I can't do what I normally do, at least know that your far will be protected. And there are no beloved like there are no deeds more beloved to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala than the far deeds. And so it's like you can't be fasting all day and you can't be doing all these dhikr and dada and missing your salah like. You need to perfect, get your priorities straight with your far being your main priority, and perfect it. And so, capture your Ramadan goals again. And we have enough failed promises um, to ourselves and to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. But try again these 10 days are close enough to ramadan for us to like have not lost the bandwagon as much and to just try and try and try and to capture your ramadan goals again and use dhul Hijjah to recapture your ramadan goals see what worked and see what didn't work and and that's if you had goals if you didn't have goals for ramadan then set them for these 10 days now i'm going to be sharing a link to like a little Hijjah planner um so if you guys want to use that go for gold and once again see what I mean about how these 10 days just catch us by surprise like Raz why are you doing this on the Monday morning the day of Arafah at 7 30 a.m when you have an Arabic test in like an hour you know what I mean it's like I should have even been done done this over the weekend I should have done this last week I should have helped you guys prepared it. but it's like subhanallah it just goes to show how these days catch us by surprise and how often it slips by us and we don't even realize the rewards of it and so, for example, in, in, in Ramadan, many people try and um, get a whole khatam of the Quran, a whole um, finish the Quran from start to finish. Make your goal at least a third of the Quran to try and read a third of the Quran or, or just exceed in your Quran and, and try and... No, not try. Make it it's, Make it every a part of your every single day. You, every single person should have at least a 10-minute interaction with the Quran every single day. No one, absolutely no one should say, I don't have time. It's on your phone. It's on YouTube. You can have a book. Every single person has room for at least 10 to 15 minutes of the Quran every single day and um so there was someone from the salaf saying that he'd be so busy in these 10 days that no one would see him until the day of aid and so also in these 10 days have that seclusion practice that little khalwa, like by yourself kick back by yourself put all your distractions away and these people of the past they intentionally became inaccessible and sacrifice your time and you know if just in the ramadan like if someone's like hey do you want to go watch a movie it's like no no like we're in Ramadan let's do it after you know what I mean like you appreciate the value of these 10 days even though the movie is probably not haram even if you guys want to go watch like a I don't know a sahaba series or something but it's like these 10 days you need to prioritize what you do with your time and if you can and I think it's harder in these 10 days compared to Ramadan because in Ramadan it's like you have work you need during the day and at nighttime you go and exceed yourself in worship but these 10 blessed days are like in the day and so honestly if you can get the day of Arafah off get it off. If you can get these 10 days off at work or uni, get it off. And I know that's not, um, uh, what's it called? That's not doable for all of us, including myself, but it's still like, try your hardest to try and make your day, you know, like free for worship and just implement it in everything. Like after every 30 minutes, just sit down for five minutes and just make dhikr. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, allahu akbar. You know what I mean? Like uh, throughout the day, you can easily get like a thousand istighfar, salawat upon the Prophet And that's what's beautiful. There is no specific deed. So any deed, just run to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with it. And so disconnect, disconnect from this dunya and just find refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and give your heart the peace it needs. Truly in the remembrance of Allah, do the hearts find contentment, do the hearts find peace. So find that peace that your heart needs through the remembrance of Allah and the worship. And so another thing is like, so don't lose your obligations, um, revive the Quran, revive your goals, um, increase uh, in your fasting as well. So not just the days of Arafah, which is the ninth day. And we know that fasting on the day of Arafah removes your sins from the past and um, year to come. And so who wouldn't want that? And subhanAllah, also fast the nine days if you can. And for sunnah fast, you can combine your intention. So, for example, if it's, uh, alhamdulillah, I fell on a Monday. So, Monday, you can, what's it called? Say you're going to fast because it's the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu And you can also say it's, I just want to fast. Like with your intention being like in these 10 days of the Hijjah. With sunnah, you can combine your intention. So, go for gold. <laughs> like even if you can't do the 10 days, do the Monday, Thursday, and arafa. But so what I'm trying to say is like try and push. Like literally push yourself. And dhikr, 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 dhikr. dhikr. The um, increase in everything, increase in everything. When the Prophet ﷺ had that night journey and he went up into the heavens and he met Ibrahim ﷺ, Ibrahim ﷺ said to give salams to your ummah and he also said to tell them that Jannah is a... Vast plain, and the seeds of it are Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu akbar. So throughout the day, just say that Subhanallah, 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 Alhamdulillah, 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 La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah, illallah, Allahu akbar, Allahu akbar, Allahu akbar. Allahu Akbar. Guys, we just planted so many trees in Jannah. And it's like if someone has trees in Jannah, that's like our property. That's where we're meant to go to. So it's like invest in your Akhirah by planting your seeds in Jannah. And so remember just like increase in the quantity, increase, increase in. Yes, the quality is important. But as we go back to the hadith, it's like there is no greater deeds that are more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That doesn't put a cap on anything, it doesn't restrict anything. And so I think every single one of us, every single one of us, every, every, every single one of us, easily, easily, easily can do a thousand salawat every single day. A thousand istighfar a thousand subhanallah, a thousand alhamdulillah, a thousand la ilaha illallah, a thousand allahu akbar. We all can do it. We literally all can do it. Look at your screen time and look at the time that you spend on dhikr and Qur'an and tell me that your dhikr and Qur'an is more. Seriously. I'll oh, wait. Myself included, bro. Myself included. And so use these days of takbir, you know, for example, if you're constant, if you're someone that's constantly in dhikr, and this is like sort of, sort of how the, I don't know, I assume the um, implications should transfer over, if you're someone that is constantly in subhanallah, 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 when someone comes up to you, the next word that's going to come to you shouldn't be a swear word, you know what I mean, it, it helps you, it's like, even when you're just standing in line, just saying alhamdulillah, 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 it, it purifies your tongue. And don't let your tongue take you to Jahannam. Let your tongue take you to the hellfire. Because the tongue, oh, we can have like a whole lecture on it. On the, subhanAllah, I was reading this, um, listening to this thing the other day. And it's like Abu Bakr, Amr radiallahu anhu, walked in on Abu Bakr. Like Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, just imagine. And Abu Bakr was holding his tongue and he was saying something like, where have you taken me? And like just holding himself accountable and holding his tongue literally. Um, in reg- in regards to like the fear of what he might have said with it. And it's like, if this is Abu Bakr, guys, imagine us. So definitely, definitely, definitely let your tongue take you to Jannah and don't let it take you to Jahannam. And so the trees planted, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, and the rewards of dhikr in any regular shmagila day. Can you imagine the rewards in these 10 blessed days of Dhul-Hijjah? So set a number or goal and to try and push for it. And this is like anything. We know the virtues, especially your morning and evening athkar. If you don't do your morning and evening athkar, literally search it up on YouTube or the internet if you don't know what it is. Try and make these 10 days the 10 days that you do it every single day. And so as we said in regards to the day of Arafah, Hajj is Arafah from a prophet of the uh, hadith of the Prophet Similarly, where he says regret, regret is repentance and dua is worship. The most important day of Hajj is um, Arafah and the... Uh, you know, like the importance of these uh, holy, uh, of these 10 days. And um, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of all of those who he invites for hajj. Allah, there's nothing that I want to do more. So I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us all to go for hajj, inshaAllah. And then uh, I'm just I'm just like waffling on about different forms of acts of ibadah. And as I said, yous all know this. Yous all, all, all know this. And so dua, 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 dua. Like literally so much du'a and not just du'a for yourself, du'a for Palestine, for Yemen, for Africa, for for Sudan, for, for Ethiopia, for anywhere, any literally anywhere and anyone. Just make du'a and know that when you make du'a, yes, we're meant to make du'a for ourselves as well, but make du'a for other people and for the ummah because when you make du'a for others, the angels say amin for you. So it's literally a win-win. You're literally making du'a for someone and the angels, the angels are saying amin for you so just make 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 lots of dua and and have lots of toba renew your covenant with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the worst day of shaitan is the day of arafa like all of his effects and all of his stains are removed so if it's the worst day for shaitan that means the best day for the believers so um increasing your fasting increasing your in in your dua increase in your in your istighfar and increasing your sadaqah as well this aid is tied to the qurban to to tied to fulfilling your qurban which is a sacrifice that um we give for the sake of Allah to commemorate the um, submission of Ibrahim alayhi salam. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi he used to give one qurban and he used to give another qurban for the sake of the ummah. And he used to increase in charity. So I really, really, really urge if you haven't given your qurban or if you've given one to give another one and this year i'm with MATW to help collect qurban and to help get money for our brothers and sisters in need and so we're giving qurban with care we're not just giving qurban we're you know if you give and subhanallah our brothers and sisters around the world some majority of them the only time that they get to eat meat is in these t- is 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 on the day of eid from people's qurban and giving a um a, a serving a portion of meat is one thing, but giving it with a food pack or giving it with the 50 kilogram of rice is a whole nother thing. That is Qurban with care because you're giving them something and that meat is gonna last them for months now because it's not just one meat of just meat, one meal of just meat and it's gone. No, like with rice and with pasta and with oil and bread and all this stuff, this meat, it will nourish them for months on end. And you will get rewarded for months on end. So Allahu Akbar. So I urge you all to give with care. Aid's gonna be coming up and we're gonna be we're going to be looking around. What are we going to wear? Gifts for our friends and families and our kids and our loved ones. It's like, give an orphan a gift this this aid. Like, come on, we can definitely do that. It's nothing for us, but it's so much for them. So, give an aid gift to an orphan, provide a rice bag for our brothers and sisters, give a food pack, sponsor an orphan, help build a message. As I said, any deeds in these 10 months. Any, any, oh, inshallah, imagine if it was 10 months. Any deeds in these 10 days. So, be sure to really, really exert yourself, especially in your sadaqah as well. And so the du'a on the day of Arafa, the Prophet used to make dua from to Maghrib. And we don't have many narrations from this. And it's like du'a is supposed to be like specific to you. Like go hard with it, make whatever. Obviously, the um the du'as from the sunnah and from the Quran are blessed and, and they're very, very impactful. But also speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, pour your heart out, ask him. And so the only du'a, not the only du'a, but so the point of du'a is not to be scripted. And we have blessed du'as from the Qur'an and Sunnah, but take this time to really, really, really speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to run to him. And um, the Prophet وسلم, the best for the du'a on what to say on the day of Arafah, he said that the best du'a to say is what I and the Prophets had said on this day which is la ilaha illallah, wahtahu la sharika lah, lahul mulk, walahul hamd, wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir. And this dua translates to, there is none worthy of worship besides Allah alone. He has no partner. To him alone belongs supreme authority and praise, and and he has power over everything. And it's like, subhanallah, it's such a beautiful dua, but what's like mind-boggling about this, is this is part of our morning and evening athqar. And there's a hadith where the Prophet ﷺ says that whoever says this dua a hundred times in one day, it's as if he has freed 10 slaves, like the reward of 10 freed slaves. And a hundred good deeds are written for him and a hundred sins are wiped from him. And he is protected from the morning to the evening from shaitan. No one would be superior to that person except one who says it more. And this is the rewards on any regular shmegula day. And the reward for saying this a hundred times is as if you have freed ten slaves. And there's a hadith where the Prophet ﷺ says that the reward from freeing one person from slavery is that Allah will free every part of your body from the hellfire. Now imagine the rewards of ten freed slaves. And then imagine saying all of this in the ten blessed days of Dhul-Hijjah. And now imagine saying this and getting all these rewards on the ninth day of Dhul-Hijjah, on the day of Arafah. So best to say this dua on this on um on the day of Arafah and in these 10 days just like how the most um prominent dua that we say in Ramadan is Allahumma innaka afuwn tuhibbul afwa fa'fu fa anni on the day of Arafah la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah lahul mulk wa lahul Ham, wa huwa kulli shay'in qadir and know that this dua is so rewarded on a regular regular day now know that there are no days more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and greater in reward than on these ten days and imagine on the day of adafa. So I'm going to share this dua inshallah on our page as well so that you guys can um learn it and memorize it and recite it constantly, constantly constantly at least a hundred times, a hundred times every single day, at least a hundred times on the day of Adafah. We can all do it we seriously seriously can like you're hearing this this isn't by coincidence there is absolutely no coincidence in islam everything is written before you were born it would it was written that you would be listening to this and hearing this reminder right now and as i said usually it catches us by surprise but it's not too late wake up and let's push 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 inshallah and so um aid the second best day falls upon these 10 days and Eid is included in the 10 days of um uh, of these blessed 10 days and the ibadah of Eid al-Adha once again is our qurbani is our sacrifice and um Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran say that verily my prayer and my sacrifice are in the name of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala and um what's it called there's a hadith I don't know if it's hadith or if it's a um, ayah but it's like it's the blood doesn't reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's it's the taqwa it's the piety of our sacrifice that reaches Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for every hair on the animal you are having your sins forgiven so definitely 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 do engage in in your qurbani and another thing guys it's like we talked about all of these forms of worship that are like us and to do with us but it's like if you have ties and I know this is the hard one but if you have grudges with anyone forgive them for the sake of Allah if you have cut off family ties which is like the biggest 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 worst thing that you could do um go and fix them <laughs> as, as as hard as it is like honestly break your ego and make peace with every single person for the sake of Allah in these 10 days do not do not let your heart subhanallah there's i don't know if i shared this once before on this podcast but there's a um hadith or this incident where there is a um there's the prophet sallallahu wasallam and the companion were sitting in the masjid and then this man came in and the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was like this is a man from jannah and the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he didn't say this well like once or twice he said this multiple times and so the companion were like what makes this a man of jannah and there was actually this um this uh what's it called this uh, companion that actually went to you know the the etiquettes of back then was like if someone was to come to your house you would let them stay there for like two days or three nights or stay there for a while of time so this man went in there with the intention of spying on him to see what makes him this man a man of jannah a man like if the prophet sallallahu is saying that this man is a man of jannah this man's like let me find out what makes this, what's make this what makes this man a man of jannah and so the um the companion is looking, he doesn't do any extra fast. he doesn't even do much extra sunnah prayers, he does his fard, then that's it, and he doesn't, you know, engage in an excessive amount of Qur'an or charity, like, this man is just doing what he has to do and moving by, so the companion's, like, so confused, like, what makes you a man of Jannah, and then on the last day, he was like, I've been here this whole time, and I've been trying to figure out, like, like, what qualities lead you to for the prophet sallallahu to say that you are a man of jannah and the sahaba is like i don't know like i just know one thing that when i go to bed i do not go to sleep except that i have forgiven every single person from my heart and so it's like the the quality that made this man a man of jannah is that he went to bed holding no grudges and forgiving everyone And it's like, I think that's something that we should all do every single night, go to bed with a clean heart, go to bed, forgiving every single person. And just in these 10 days, bite your teeth, bite your tongue and forgive for the sake of Allah, forgive for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And do not limit the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Once again, do not limit the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on you, but um, on that topic it's like we focus on all of these outward acts of worship let's focus on our manners as well on our heart purifying it and seriously just seeking dua uh, uh, seeking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through dua to to perfect our manners and our characters and for us to be kinder people for us to be better to our parents to our family the prophet sallallahu said that the best of you are the best to their family and i am the best to my family so do not like you know do all of this stuff at the expense of your family or do not do all of this stuff and still have poor manners and poor anger like seriously 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 try and purify yourself from within and this is your chance and so do not limit the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on you exert yourself in salah siyam sadaqa dhikr and sacrifice and really really prompt yourself and I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts from all of us. I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives our sins from the past years and the future, uh, future forgives our sins from the past year and the future year and all of our sins inshaAllah. I pray that we are of those souls that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes out on the day of Arafah I pray that we run to Allah wa ta'ala in these 10 days and just exert ourselves and may Allah wa ta'ala allow us to do so and guide us to do so and may Allah wa ta'ala forgive all of our sins and forgive all of our sins and bless the ummah and, and give success to the ummah and allow us to become the best um, worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jazakallah khayran for listening and once again apologies that I didn't you know help I'm not help but like you know prepare earlier but alhamdulillah as I said nothing is by coincidence it was meant for me to do it now and it was meant for you to hear it now so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from you and grant you the most beautiful 10 blessed days of the year and allow you to run to him and for him to forgive you and to elevate your ranks um through these 10 blessed days Jazakallah khayran wa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh